Are you a salon owner or stylist who's had that frustrating experience of a no-show, right? A client that just for whatever reason does not show up to their appointment and you are so frustrated because you think they have zero respect for your time and what you do. Of course, in a perfect world, every client would show up to their appointments on time, you know, probably with a, a nice Starbucks, uh, you know, ready for you, big smile on their face. But we know that this is not always the reality in our industry. Last minute cancellations and no shows are an issue. And today I'm going to have the pleasure of interviewing none other, none other than Sarah Perrin, who is not only a salon owner, a service provider, but she is also, you know, our uh, content manager at Salon SOS, but thought she'd be a great person to bring some insights into some of the top guest policies that really every salon should have just to protect, you know, their stylist and overall business from these potential no-shows. So I think you're going to get a lot of value out of this. Let's get right into this episode. Welcome to the Salon Scoop, a podcast by Salon SOS. I'm your host, Scott Moon, the founder of Salon SOS, and I'm obsessed with helping salon professionals live their best life. In this show, we shop talk all things salon to bring you real life stories, debates, entertainment, and inspiration to help you find happiness and success in this beautiful industry. If you work in the salon industry in any capacity, this podcast is open to you. So set down your scissors or rinse out that toner and let's get into it. Sarah, thank you so much for being here with me today. I think that we're going to delve into a topic here that's so critical. Um, just tell us quickly why you felt like, you know, putting in place guest policies was really important for your salon company. So I feel like the biggest thing with policies, every every business has a policy, like your doctor's um, office does, your dentist's office does, like every service um, industry has some type of policy in place to protect their staff, to protect the business, everything like that. And at the end of the day, we teach people how to treat us, right? So I feel like even though having um, some of these policies feels like an uncomfortable boundary that we're setting, it's so important to set these boundaries and set these policies and stick to them. Um, not only are your guests going to respect your time and everything a little bit more, but your staff is going to be like, just feel so much more comfortable that their, you know, their owner protects their time, respects their time, everything like that. So I feel like it's important you know, from a business standpoint, from your staff standpoint, and even for your clients, even though they might not be super stoked about some of these policies in place, I think they will also respect you more as a professional business as well with having these policies in place. Yeah. And again, sort of to your point, think of businesses in other industries. All businesses have some kind of policies in place to to protect themselves. I mean, you, um, you know, schedule appointments, you're, you're blocking off people's time. And, you know, if you cancel, there is, you know, some kind of consequence that needs to be there. And people, consumers understand this because they're used to it in other industries. So let's delve in a little bit to, yeah. you know, specific to the salons. What are, what are some of the key policies that you recommend that all salons should have? What would the first one be that you would share? 
So the first policy, and this is one that we have in place at my salon as well, is a late for appointment um, policy. So this doesn't mean, you know, cancellation, anything. It just means if your client is late for their appointment. Um, I know for myself as a service provider, I book everybody to, you know, the 15 minute inter at in Wow, what are words at 15 minute intervals. So if I have somebody who's even, you know, 10 minutes late for an appointment, it could be running into my next appointment, which then is disrespectful to my next client who showed up but for uh, like on time and everything like that. So this is something that is super important just to have in place because there's nothing more awkward than when a client strolls in 20 minute late, 20 minutes late for their appointment and still expects it to happen. So um, what we do is we have kind of like a cap off for time. So after if they're 10 minutes late, I will give them a call to see if they are almost there just to make sure because again, 10 15 minutes grace period, sometimes if it becomes a regular habit, obviously, you need to have a conversation. Um, but so what we do is we'll give a call after 10 minutes, if that call isn't answered, we'll wait till 15 minutes, as soon as the guest is more than 15 minutes late. Unfortunately, it is classified as a no show. And I'll get into the next policy for, you know, late last minute cancellations and no shows. Um, but we do have that in place just to protect our staff's time and everything like that, too. And also our other guests who, again, do show up on time for their appointments. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's important to have this as a policy that's in place um, and that your guests are all aware of it. This is the other biggest thing with policies is you can't just have them in your back pocket to whip out as soon as somebody's, you know, 17 minutes late and be like, oh, this is a no-show. They need to be aware of that. So every salon, every situation is going to be different. Uh, perhaps you have, you know, kind of a one and done, like we'll give you the one warning. Um, and then next time, this is what's going to happen. But it's important to have these policies posted so that your guests are well aware. If they're showing up to their appointment 16, 17, 20 plus minutes late, they're going to be charged as a no-show. So that's the first policy that we have in place is late for appointments. Perfect. Okay. So if they're more than 15 minutes, they essentially are deemed official no-show. So uh, so what happens at that point? And I guess this is part of your, your policy number two, where it's now dealing with an actual cancellation or no-show. And I feel like this policy is the one that um, majority of salons have issues with. I've talked to so many different stylists, and this is the number one frustration, is people just do not understand what happens when they cancel their appointment last minute or um, if they just blatantly no-show their appointment. So again, I feel like the first thing that is important is to explain why we need notice for cancellations. Um, again, before you even launch into the policy, but like why we need notice and what happens when there's no-shows. So I've had this conversation with clients because again, we we teach people how to treat us. So they might just not be aware of what happens when they you know, only give you five minutes notice or whatever it might be. But the first thing that's important is to have that conversation with your client, like, look, like I completely understand things come up, but when you cancel with not enough notice, I'm unable to fill that time and therefore I do not get paid for that time. Very few jobs do you have where if something doesn't happen, you just straight up do not get paid for it, right? So they might not understand that. So it's very important just to explain why you need the notice and everything like that. Um, but then for the policy, it is important to have something structured in place um, for what your cancellation time frame is and what the consequences if that is not followed. So, for example, in our salon, what we'll do is we have a 48 hour cancellation notice um, where, you know, X percent is owed of their appointment if they don't cancel within that amount of time. 
24 hours, so less notice, it would be X percent of the service is owed before they book their next appointment. And then a no-show, just a straight up no call, no show, that's going to be 100% of the service because, again, your stylist isn't able to fill that time or anything like that, and they still need to be compensated for that time. So again, every salon is going to look a little bit different, I think, especially depending on um, the what is the word, the demand on their time. So if it's a salon that's super, super busy, they may have something like a 72 hour um, cancellation notice because they need that three days or whatever it might be to fill the appointment. So I think the time frame is just important to establish um, in each individual salon, but that's how we run it in our salon. So we have like the 48 hour cancellation where let's say it's 25% of the service fee that they'll have to owe before. Um, they book their next appointment, 24 hours, which would be, let's say, 50% of the service. And then for a no-show, it would be 100% of the service cost that they would be responsible to pay before booking another appointment. And so do you get their credit card information in advance to be able to, to charge this? This is tricky, and this is something that we could probably do a whole other podcast episode on. Um, I My salon is based in Canada, and in the province that I'm in, um, we are not able to keep credit cards on file. Um, there's just liability issues with that and everything. So as much as I would encourage, if you can have credit cards on file, you do have to keep in mind that there are liabilities that go along with that. Um, your staff then has access to credit card. Like you just need to make sure you have a really solid, safe um, system in place if you are going to be charging by credit card. But unfortunately, where I'm at, there is no you know, legal way around that. So what we actually do is we send out invoices. Um, I mean, you are chancing that they might not pay that invoice, but therefore they will not be able to book another appointment. And that's not typically the type of guest that you want is one that, again, disrespects your time and then isn't willing to compensate their stylist after. So it's it's a little bit of a hairy area. So I would definitely look into what the rules and regulations are in your state, in your province, in your country, everything like that. Um, but where I'm at, what we do is we send an invoice that must be paid before they book their next appointment. Perfect, okay, sounds fair. And again, if you look to other industries, it's pretty common, you know, if you're if you book a hotel or you book a Airbnb or you book a um, even, a, you know, taxi or Uber now, you know, if you yeah. uh, if you've ordered one, but then you, you know, you cancel it, there's a fee that's charged uh, to it. Um, you know, so these things are usually clearly stated, right? When you make your booking. And yeah. so your point about communication is important. I love something you said earlier. I just want to come back to it because you said we treat, uh, sorry, we teach people how to treat us. And another way of saying that is we, what we permit, we promote. Oh, I right? love that one too. Yeah. Yeah, well, this was this was a big saying from our, our friends at the, at Summit Salon Business Center. Um, yeah. You know, talk about that all the time. I think it's just important to remember that. So if you allow stuff to happen, you're just saying that it's okay, yeah. um, and you just have to be aware of that in terms of putting these policies. Okay, let's I, talk about I was, that. I was going to say I would like to make just one more quick point on this because this was just like a mind blown um, kind of. Thing that I came to understand um, because I find so often what happens in the salon, like again, if somebody has to last minute cancel or if they no show their appointment, there's almost always a reason, right? Like they got in a car accident on their way, they, you know, somebody's sick, something like that. Um, and although I think it is fair to make certain exceptions for those types of things, it's also to remember that it is not your 
it's not your fault as the stylist or esthetician, the service provider in any way. It's not your fault that that happened. It's also not their fault that that happened, but why are you the one taking the financial hit for it? I think that that's just an important thing to remember um, is that like, it's, it's great to be courteous and to, you know, give people breaks on these types of things if it is something that's completely out of their control. But it's also important to remember that it's not your fault either. So why are you the one facing the consequences? So yeah. just an extra it, little point that was kind of a, for me. Yeah. I mean, it might've been out of the, the customer's control, but it was also out of your control. So, um, you know, there's not a, not a huge difference. And I like that, you know, why should you be the one always that's, you know, uh, suffering the consequences. So anyhow. Exactly. So anyways, on to the next. On to the next one. What's another uh, policy that you recommend uh, salons uh, salons have in terms of, um, you know, returns or, or exchanges? Yeah. So I think it's important to have something um, in place like that. Because unfortunately, um, like this is the beauty of being in the industry that we are, is a lot of times it is very one-on-one -on -one situation where you're doing a consultation and you're able to personally recommend something specifically for that guest. So it does kind of take out a little bit of the guesswork of like, are they actually going to like this? Because you are able to like, again, sit down one, with them one-on-one -on -one and have a full consultation. Um, but unfortunately, sometimes, you know, people take home a product that you recommended and maybe the fragrance is too strong or maybe they don't like how it feels in their hair for whatever reason. Maybe they don't like the packaging. I don't know. People return and exchange things for all sorts of reasons. So I think it's important because a lot of times in small businesses and in salons, we just kind of assume like, oh, that's all good. But um, if people are constantly bringing back their products, even if it's just for an exchange, um, it's important to know, like, what are you now doing with that product? Is your distributor able to return it, like to refund you for it? Or do you have to eat that cost and put it in your back bar? So every salon is going to be different, obviously. Um, but I think it's important to have, you know, a set date, like anywhere else that has an exchange or return it return policy, have a set date in which they are able to either return or exchange. At my salon, we only do an exchange policy. We don't do full refunds. We just do exchanges for, you know, another product. Um, and then for us, like, again, we're not always able to bring our products back to the distributor. So what we do is we eat that cost and we use it as a back bar product. Um, so having that time frame what they're able to get in return, whether it's a gift card, whatever it is. Um, and then also for hair salons in particular, how full the product is. Like if they're bringing you back a bottle of shampoo that is three quarters used, what are you going to do with that? That's too far at that point. Like they use the full bottle of shampoo essentially before they figured out they didn't like it. So a good rule, a good rule of thumb is that. I like, do that. You know, I do that with bottles of wines at restaurant all the time. You know what? I decided I didn't like this one. So bring me another. But, you know, so it's like it's good to um, have that in place so that you can be like, OK, the bottle is only, you know, a quarter used. It's being exchanged within a 30 day window. So great. We will exchange this for you. So, again, just having something like that that's posted, maybe it's printed on the receipt. Maybe it's posted at your front desk, whatever it might be. And just explaining and again, just remembering to communicate that properly with your guests when they're purchasing a product from you. Love it. Love it. That's really important for, you know, product, uh, you know, sales, obviously. But how do you deal with uh, your service? Your services, right? Are there any sort of uh, guarantees around, you know, the, the work? And what if somebody is not happy with, I don't know, their cut or color, and they 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 want to come back and and have some some fix ups done? How do you deal with that as a policy? 
Totally. So again, I feel like this is where consultation is so key. Again, we could probably do a full other episode just on a proper consultation because I feel like that's literally the most important part of the service. Um, But again, sometimes miscommunication happens, um, you know, in the service and everything like that. So I think it's important, again, just for like your stylist, A, to be super transparent about what it is that they will be able to accomplish in the appointment time um, so that you're not creating unrealistic expectations or so that your guest doesn't have unrealistic expectations. Um, So again, consultation is going to be super key, but then having something in place for, okay, let's say they go blonde and they don't love their toner or something like that. Maybe having a window in which they have to reach out to you to say that they were not happy with that and would like to have it fixed in some way. So again, every situation is going to be a bit, a little bit different, but I know in the salon, we've had people call six months later, like, oh, I didn't love my color. Well, it's been six months. What are we going to do? It's been half a year, right? So it's like, so again, having that window in which they are able to contact you if there are any issues. Um, And then secondly, and this is something that we have in place, Um, and that I'm sure every stylist has experienced is that client that is just, just doesn't sit right with you right from the get-go. You feel like they, you know, they talk about how they've been to 15 different stylists that have not been able to do their hair right. And, you know, all of these different things, you're just not feeling confident, even you do the best work you can and it looks incredible. You're just not sure that they might like it still. Um, I do recommend having like a consultation form that they have filled out, just saying like, I understand what my stylist explained. I understand that this aftercare is, you know, needed to maintain. I understand that I might not make it to, you know, platinum blonde in one sitting coming from box dye, black hair, like just having those types of things so that if there are any issues that arise after you have this signed document saying that they said they understood what the stylist was talking about. So again, I don't know if this is necessarily like a full-blown policy. It's definitely good to have, um, like, again, things happen, fixes need to happen, and it's going to be a case-by-case basis, but having some type of baseline, like, again, if they contact within a week or something like that, we will do a complimentary tone or whatever it might be. So, but yeah, also having that physical piece of paper that they sign if it is a particularly picky or difficult client so that you do have that as an insurance policy if there are any issues following. Totally makes sense. And you gotta, you gotta trust your spidey sense. I mean, you, you mentioned it, but we kind of tend to know, right? We just have this sort of like instinct that, you know, this is going to be a potentially difficult client. So trust that instinct and maybe make sure that you, you know, are, are having them, you know, either sign the, you know, sign the form or, or read the information about it or, or review it with them at least to potentially avoid any sticky situation. Yeah, really great absolutely. insights uh, there for sure. Um, is there anything else that we haven't covered yet that you that you have as a policy there's, in the salon? There's one more. And again, this isn't necessarily like a posted policy, but I feel like post-COVID, this was something that was really um, important just to, um, you know, have the conversation with your guests about, have the conversation with your stylist about, um, but just kind of how clients behave and what type of behavior is tolerated in the salon. Um, again, we're in trying times right now and there are, you know, opinions left, right, and center. Um, but I will use COVID as an example, um, because there were such particular, like, you know, strong opinions on either side of it. So something that we ran into in our salon is having, you know, a client at one chair who is, you know, 
anti-everything, whatever, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but anti-vax, anti-mask, anti-COVID, anti-everything. Meanwhile, you have another guest sitting two chairs down who just lost her dad from COVID. So there's things like that, like types of conversation that is tolerated and not tolerated in the salon. And whether it's an actual policy or not, I think it is important to say, you know, like we are depending on what type of salon you are, but like I know with our salon, we try to be as inclusive as possible. Like we want everybody who steps foot, regardless of their age, their gender, their sexuality, anything like that. Like we want them to feel comfortable. Um, so there are certain conversations that we do not allow in the salon. Um, so again, that's just something that's important to, again, have the conversation with your stylist about if anybody is uncomfortable with something, maybe they have a script that they say that, you know, at our salon, we, we do not discuss these types of things as it could be offensive to you know other people I completely respect your opinions and everything like that but this is just not the setting to have that conversation in um and then secondly and again I'm sure you've seen this posted at bars and restaurants and stuff like that but like swearing any type of vulgarities any type of yelling nothing like that will be accepted in the salon too so it's also important just to Again, if you do have an issue with a client who is being rude or disrespectful to your stylist, just saying that type of behavior is not acceptable in our setting, again, to protect your stylist and your salon and everything like that. And if it continues, we're going to ask you to no longer return. Uh, I didn't think about that, but yeah, it totally makes, uh, totally makes sense to have, uh, to have that in mind. So great, uh, great insights. Sarah, thank you so much for sharing. Obviously, these are sort of the guest policies. There would be a whole slew of other, you know, internal salon policies that you might want to have, you know, for, for staff and, and behavior, you know, but that's a whole other, whole other episode. Today, we wanted to focus on uh, guest policies that are in place. Thank you so much for, for sharing. I think what's really important at this point is, you know, once you've established what those policies are going to be, it comes down to being firm about enforcing them, right? Yes. So everything that you've suggested, Sarah, you know, making sure that they are very, that the guests are very aware of this, which means, you know, posting it and communicating about it in as many places as possible, uh, obviously in salon, but we will take this to the digital world because Salon SOS, we are your digital marketing resource. So uh, you definitely want to have these policies posted on your website. If you have appointment reminders, maybe they go out by text message or by email, you may again want to have those policies specific to appointments written in there. So there's just no confusion, no misunderstanding, no ambiguity, right? Yeah. What we talked about earlier, we teach people how to treat us, what you permit, you promote. And I think understanding that principle will really help you and guide you to to lay out the right policies that are comfortable with your culture and your values and then being able to properly communicate them and enforce them with clients i would love to make one more quick point on this because this is something i see pretty often on social media um you have because again i think it's important to have all your policies online maybe you have it in a highlight bubble on your social media just so that again that's very clear that those with the those are what the policies are However, something I just want to um, sway stylists and salon owners away from is the kind of passive aggressive policy posts on social media. You have to remember that not all of your social media followers are actual clients. So then that passive aggressive message is going out to your entire following and they're not, people don't take it well. It's just, it's just how it is kind of thing. So I would just urge against 
posting like just a reminder of this policy. Again, your social media followers are not all of your clients. It's better to have those conversations in salon or on your website and not use social media necessarily as your platform to scold past clients for not following the policies, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Really, really great point, Sarah. Thanks for sharing that. And if anyone else you know, out there listening has, you know, salon guest policies that you've been using that you find to be, you know, really important and beneficial or, or a particular way that you've been enforcing some of these, we'd love it for you to sort of share that in with us. Please write us in the comments, send us a, you know, a message through to our, you know, our social media at salon.s.o.s or through to us by email at info at salonsos.ca so that we can share you know, back and just have as much information, uh, you know, to, sh to share with other salons about best practices around all this. Sarah, thanks again for uh, for joining and, and sharing, you know, your personal experiences and insights, um, you know, on this important topic with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Salon Scoop podcast. This show is produced by Salon SOS a digital marketing agency by industry professionals for industry professionals. If you want simple and affordable solutions for any of your salon marketing needs, such as websites, client loyalty, Google search rankings, social media, or more, come visit us at salonsos.ca or on Instagram at salon.s.o.s. If you want to hear more great episodes like this and help us continue to bring the industry content, it would mean so much to us if you would support us in one of the following ways. Share this episode with just one other industry professional and either rate our show on Spotify or write us a quick review on Apple Music. We want to hear your feedback. If you have follow-up questions or ideas for future episodes, please reach out. DM us on Instagram at that salon.s. Dot o dot s, or hit us up on our website at salonsos.ca. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go get your hustle on, keep smiling, and we'll catch you on our next episode.